We're recording now. And welcome to the What the What podcast as my iPad goes out. Um, welcome. I hit it earlier, folks. You didn't see it because sure. we restarted. So I had to do it this time. Is that a clean elbow? I don't know. I hope not. I hope you have the corona now. I'm just. Well, you know what that means? If I do, that means you did too. So thanks. <laughs> thanks. I feel like Ashby brings out the best in us. I can't do this. And the worst all at the same time. How are you doing, folks? Welcome to the What the What podcast. Uh, Eric Creech, Kyle Whitley, and joining us today, we have a very special guest. Ashby Brame is joining us. Woo! <laughs> this is where if I, if I had like, the super editing skills, I can put some applause in the background. I can do that. I, I can do that, too. The other day. I can do that, too. I think I did it for um, an earlier episode. Like, or we could have just applauded and screamed and been real Woo! happy. Woo! Like, like that. Same. Yep. And if you're still listening to this, you know, a minute and a half in, thanks, thanks because we didn't scare you off. Um, so, yeah. How are y'all doing? I'm doing grand. Doing good. Wonderful. Doing good. Ashby, you have anything you want to plug? You know, what, what brought you to the table here? I want to hear, the, I mean, I know the story, but how did you, from your point of view, like, why are you sitting at this table for this podcast? I think that... What people need to know is that I went to high school with you guys. That's pretty important. You may have to slide it into your mic a little bit. And or slide it to you, whichever. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry. to interrupt. Oh, that's fine. I want to make sure what like, a jerk. you get heard. Ignore him. Now I know Keep how talking. Eric feels exactly. all the time. Yep. All yep. the time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I went to high school with you guys, and I still live in the area. I moved back a few years ago, and I work in tourism for Johnston County. So I convince people to uh, come to Johnston County and vacation when there's not a global pandemic happening. And um, I think I just started trash talking you guys on Twitter. Somebody had to. Someone whatnot. had to. Yeah. Were you the one who gave so, us the five star review with the terrible like comment? Or, maybe. Okay. That might have been me anonymously. Well, at least you listened. I mean, that was great. Um, I don't know how I found out about the podcast. I guess I just saw it on y'all social media and was like, I'm going to start listening to this and then started listening and then started trash talking you on hey, social we media. We appreciate so. the trash talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can take it. Yeah, and using your podcast to trash talk Hunter Batten, which is even which more is even greater. Yes, yeah. I think so. that'll be an episode. Like yeah. an anniversary, we'll put Hunter at the other end of the table. Yes, and just let y'all <laughs> trash talk each we'll other. Just sit <laughs> and we'll just, it's like watching a great tennis match. Oh man, welcome to Chelsea's entire life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to make her feel special, we'll bring Chelsea too. Oh she can my gosh, the other she can side. moderate. Yeah. This we'll is yeah. This is a big enough it. table. I mean, I don't know if it's a big enough room, but we'll figure well, hopefully it out. by then you'll maybe then I'll have my yeah. Mine, mine will be ready at that point. So maybe we'll we see. were talking about you at work the other day. I don't remember what brought you up. Were oh we? no, it was fine. I wasn't there. I don't okay. work with you. So. It was good. We were talking about then, like middle school sports and like soccer uh, yeah, and how your dad okay. would stand by the goal and like yell and yep. I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah, so was and like, he did not. He wasn't just yelling at me. No, he, he was not. Everybody. He would yell at every single child. Everybody, whether it was his or not, one hundred percent. It didn't bother me because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. What I'm do you mean, here. boot it? <laughs> I'm just here to run so I can be in better shape when basketball starts. That's I remember fair. playing for uh, Ryan Bassetti's dad, like rec soccer, and I remember him yelling, "Boot it, boot it!" And I'm like, "What do you mean, boot it?" <laughs> Like, I'd go up there, have a free kick, and I'd go up there and just tap the ball. And he's like, right. no, boot. I'm like, no, what do you mean? I'm seven. Do you mean kick it? Because <laughs> I can kick really good. Watch. Uh, was that Ryan Bassessi or Ryan Fitzgerald? Ryan Bassessi. Fitzgerald oh. was still in Canada when I was seven. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but he did play soccer. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's like a national sport up there. We yeah. took his dad, Ken, yeah. on a trip. We played, a, uh, uh, well, I guess it's like a week-long it wasn't just a concert. It was a big show in Illinois, and we took his dad with us. Nice. Because his dad wouldn't let Ryan come unless his he could come with him. And so they went from there to Canada okay. after. 
Kent's, learned, a, Kent's we, a great guy. We learned a lot about Kent. Love, love Kent. Interesting. Kent tells various stories that you probably didn't want to know at the campfire and all sorts of things. That, I want, I want to elaborate. Yeah, yeah, he's that dad. I spent an American Thanksgiving with the Canadians one um, one year. It was interesting. Wow. Uh, they don't have turkey. I don't know what we had that night. But it was really fun. I mean, it's just not a traditional American yeah. Thanksgiving. Nobody had shoes on, though, I'm sure. No, they did not. Because Ryan never wore shoes. No, I, I had uh-huh. shoes on at the table. I think I might have been the only person. So Yeah. yeah. You may have insulted them. Maybe I did. That's that's why they. That's why we don't talk anymore. <laughs> it's all starting to become so yes. clear. It makes sense eight <laughs> years later. Do you need to lay down on the couch? We'll have a therapy session. Let me right do here. that. Well, why? Why? What took you so long to ask that? I mean, we've been doing this for a year, and you know I've had a lot to get off my chest. And because we know I've got somebody else to back me up now, so we can just keep going. <laughs> you fall asleep, and we're like, okay, good, he's out. Now what we got? <laughs> Let's actually do the podcast here. Randy Jones says, "Hey Ashby, uh, Madison says you got to drop. Look forward to listening later." We're getting new fans, y'all. New fans. Yes. Hey, Mr. Randy. We're going to have to just really add you to the team at this point. Hey, Big E. He said hey to me, too. Look at that. <laughs> you didn't get anything, Kyle. That's okay. He likes her best and me second best. So I'm number two. So That's fine. Yes. I know where I've valued at. It's yes. okay. That's all right. So. I have a wife that loves me. Oh, good. And a dog. Erica's great. And I guess Gracie is, too. So, moving forward. Moving forward. Let's put your phone on Hey, silent. guys, why are we It here? is on silent. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, today... What's all these words about? Look at all these me? words that I just copy and paste from every episode, and I'm surprised I hadn't like done a, like a like a repeat of like, okay, we're, today we're discussing Thor again. No, we're not. Thank God. Um, we are excited to continue exploring the Marvel Cinematic Universe with this episode on Captain America, the first Avenger. But before we do that, if you have not, we beg you, especially you new watchers on Facebook and those of you who are listening uh, because Ashby comes in and doubles or triples mm-hmm. our um, you know, listener count, uh, please subscribe to us on so many different platforms. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Podaddict, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. I mean, all the, the important podcast stations. So uh, make sure you search for us by uh, typing in What the What Media. All one word, sorry. Sorry, all one word. Sorry, I was drinking water at the moment. I didn't want to you spit kn- on your laptop. Don't be upset. Let's try it again. <laughs> it's okay. Make sure okay. to search for us by typing in what the what media. All one word. And please rate and review us. We accept five-star reviews only. Five stars. How many stars are on the Captain America shield? Like It's just one, one star. But we want five Captain America shields. Also, okay. go ahead and follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram again. What the what media? All one word. We're also on Twitter, WTW underscore media, uh, because Twitter has a character limit, and it what the what media is just one character too long. And then we're also on YouTube. That's again, what the what media? All one word. Oh, yeah, if you're searching. Search YouTube. Search YouTube, What the What Media, yes. Uh, if you type in youtube.com slash what the what media, you will not find us because we don't have 100 subscribers yet. And we've been begging and pleading for 100 subscribers. I haven't so done a great job of that. You have being honest. I really blame you for this. I yes. put the videos together. They're fine. But like I haven't like done my best. That's okay. We agree. You're ter- I'm learning. You're, you're terrible at this. I know. I've learned with beards and boots like, hey, this makes things better. How do I transfer that over to what the what? I'm getting there. I'll work on it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're Ashby's going to become our social media person. She'll yep. work on it. Yeah. She doesn't realize yet we don't have any money. Seriously, so we, it's okay. <laughs> There's zero Don't money let her know. <laughs> yeah. There's a community reference in here. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you like this episode or any of the other 48, 49, I don't even know what, where we're at now. We're, we're close to 50 at this point. No, 50 was last week. 
Was it? Yep. Are you sure? It, that's what it said on my cell phone. Are, are you looking at Apple calls? They No, this was uh, whatever it is. Maybe it was Apple. I don't know. Apple has a wrong count. I think we're at 49 tonight. Who knows? Who knows? No, um, they're just there's numbers. a rent joke in there too. Who knows? Oh, that's Here a good one. See, I know rent. goes. All right. Anyway, um, please share this with people that you know, um, people who may like it, and people who may not like it. I don't people care. you may not know. Yeah, if you think they'll hate it, and you tell we, them. we still want a subscriber, just send it to them. I mean, we'll, we'll take the viewer. Um, yeah, but if you do that, tag us, and we'll give you a shout out next time we record. Tonight, we are diving into Captain America: The First Avenger. Here is a huge. Spoiler warning for today's episode. Yeah. While this movie is our primary focus, we will be going deep. Deep dive. That's fun to say. Somebody said that the other but it's, day. It's not gram- grammatically correct. <coughs> Possibly discussing details from any of the other 22 MCU films, Marvel television shows, and comic, comic books from which the source material came from taking the entire saga into account. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to do we're that. We're definitely deep diving. <laughs> So one of the things I'm excited about with this episode, well, I hope we get to this, whether it be on air or off air. You talked about like Tumblr and like just oh. really like deep fan oh, fiction. No. Oh no, <laughs> those were the parts I took out for the family friendly. And I was gonna say, as long as it's family friendly, we can do it on Facebook and this. But afterwards, if it's not, just, <clears throat> as soon as we turn the cameras off, let's I, go. I, have an I did hours. bring yeah. in. I didn't bring in fan fiction because that's hard for me to talk about <clears throat> in a public <laughs> setting, but. So you're telling me I shouldn't look it up at work. But I do not. <laughs> no. Do not um, don't look it up on the Don't Sing Any School website. D- definitely don't do that. Have another um, scandal on our hands. Like I did when I went to high school in North Johnston mm-hmm. and I took newspaper and I definitely looked it up on well, the school mm-hmm. computers. Well, anyway, that's neither here nor there. What's important <laughs> is that just for Eric, I did bring in some Tumblr fan theories. Yes. Nice. Yeah, you guys are going to so hear excited. those. So uh, before we get into any of that, here's some basic information about this film. Directed by Joe Johnson. Uh, he was chosen as the film's director because of his previous work on the period films The Rocketeer and October Sky. Have y'all seen any, either of those movies? I've seen October Sky, but it's been a while. I feel like I saw October Sky. Yeah. Rocketeer was, I came out in 91. for Rocketeer. Oh. Um, That's about as far as I got. Uh, premiered July 19, 2011. This is actually the first MCU film I ever saw. Um, and it stars Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, or Captain America, alongside Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, Haley Atwell, Dominic Cooper, and some guy named Sebastian Stan. Just some guy. Kyle, or Ashby. Who, we're going to let Ashby do We're going to let you do this? Oh, mm-hmm. man. So here's the thing. This is a pretty long summary, but Kyle says that he rambles, and I'm going to stay on point. So yeah, so that's a lot better. Yeah, that's a lot maybe I we'll talk, like lock it in. I would do 20 minutes and be like, okay. and what, then he I got this a, serum that turned him into a superhero. Okay. Do I have a timer? I know I have one on the phone Let's here. Let's see if we time so, and see it. We're going to go 120 seconds here, so two minutes. Oh, God. Okay. Um, oh, I can do it. Just start speed reading. I'm going to speed read <laughs> it. They already yeah. put a shield on. So, Ashby. Ready? Recap this movie in the next 120 seconds. Ready? Go. Steve Rogers is a parentless art student living in Brooklyn in the 1940s. His best friend is Bucky Barnes, and his greatest desire is to join the Army and fight in World War II against the Nazis, despite his small stature and various health issues. His best friend Bucky gets shipped off to the European theater, and Steve catches the eye of a defected German scientist named Erskine. Steve is finally accepted into the Army based on a dubious secret military program that he will discover later is attempting to use a serum to create super soldiers. Steve is selected and survives the serum enhancements only to watch Erskine in any hope of recreating the serum die in front of him. Despite his budding friendship, possibly romance, with the formidable Agent Peggy Carter, Steve resigns himself to using his new mantle as Captain America to sell war bonds. While touring with the USO overseas on the front, Steve learns that Bucky Barnes, you know, the 107, has been killed and or captured by an extremist arm of the Nazi 
called Hydra. Steve enlists the help of Agent Carter and genius Howard Stark to get him behind enemy lines on a desperate rescue mission, and Steve says Bucky earns the respect of his peers and senior officers and learns that Johann Spent is using what we will come to learn as the Tesseract to create weapons. Steve forms the Howling Commandos, which ends up being Bucky and a few guys from his old unit, and they travel around Europe wreaking havoc on the Axis powers. In pursuit of Zola, the scientist working with Schmidt, Bucky is thrown from a train on the Alps and falls to his death in front of Steve, who vows vengeance on Schmidt and Hydra. Steve and his team, along with Carter and Colonel Phillips, storm the Hydra base, where Steve manages to board the plane that Schmidt is trying to fly to America with bombs sent from major cities. Steve uh, attempts to fight him, but ultimately Schmidt defeats himself by touching the Tesseract and being obliterated or possibly absorbed. Steve must then make the difficult decision to fly the plane into the Arctic Ocean to avoid bombs or the Tesseract killing millions of people. He and Peggy discuss dancing as he crashes. The Allied powers win World War II, and both Captain America and Bucky Barnes become more heroes killed in action. Peggy Carter goes on to be an absolute legend in her own right, a founding member and director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Howard Stark never stops searching for Steve in the Arctic, but he does manage to find the Tesseract, and life goes on, as they say, for roughly 70 years until Steve planes wreckage is discovered by S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, <coughs> under, under director Nicholas J. Fury. Um, they discover that Steve is not only still in the wreckage, but still alive. He's defrosted. He wakes up in the future, immediately sees through S.H.I.E.L.D.'s crummy 1940s recovery room, bust out, meets Fury, and then the movie just sort of ends rather abruptly, in my opinion, like this summary. That was awesome. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was right at the buzzer. Right at 120 seconds. Great job. <laughs> that scene, here's the cool thing about that. That We've never recapped a movie like that before. No, so usually so we better. just ramble and ramble, and I read pretty much what Wikipedia says about <laughs> it because I'm really bad at summing up stuff, and he's even worse. Uh-huh, yes. uh-huh, and uh-huh. so you were like the perfect guinea pig for this cause. <laughs> I say if you don't come back for every episode, at least every movie, you just pre-record that. Okay, pre-record, I'll pre-record all in. the summaries for <laughs> everything. <laughs> we're just sending you constant of things like, okay, well now, oh, Pulp man. Fiction. It's like, wow, y'all really <laughs> took a turn, didn't you? Here's I love how you're doing that. Like you're tapping. You're like, stay in, stay in. Keep, keep yes, talking, keep talking. You're like, you're like tapping your leg in tempo. It's take like, a breath, take a breath. All right. All right, so um, we, we have a new format here where instead of we broke it down previously like into five major categories, we've got just a bunch of little questions here regarding our thoughts. So uh, let's start here. Where does Captain America rank in terms of your personal favorite MCU heroes? Kyle, I'm going to let you go first because Ashby's catching your breath. Okay. <laughs> He's my number one. You're uh, number one, uh, but you don't have his shirt. I don't, but I had his action figure when I was a little kid. That's I still do. That's disappointing. I still have that action figure. So so disappointing. You don't even have your toys. I don't want to hear. It. I've got my Captain America action figure From still. Thirty three, Kyle. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I'm, I mean, I, I'm jealous knock, of you, but I'm, you can't knock me down. I'm, I'm proud not, of I'm, my toys. I'm not knocking you down. I'm a little jealous. Someday I'm gonna have a kid. <laughs> they're gonna play with them. It's fine. But uh, no. And someday I'm going to have a kid who's going to borrow your kid's stuff. I'm going to teach him. Don't let him borrow your thing. He's bad. Uh, no, I've thought about it, and honestly, I put him as a tie with Wolverine, and then I realized you said MCU. And yes, not MCU. Yes. I'll... So, because Wolverine's right up there in favorite Marvel ones. But MCU, I'm a total Captain America fan. So, Ashby, how about yourself? Uh, I've always maintained that I'm more of a Steve Rogers fan than a Captain America fan, although I cannot wait to see Sam Wilson be mm-hmm. Captain America. Yes, um, super excited for Sam. But Cap definitely ranks at the top for me as a superhero. Uh, this probably makes sense to no one, but I really love Iron Man as a superhero, even though I'm not a huge fan of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I know that doesn't make a lot no, of sense. No, there's a difference so. there, though. No, 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 that, yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, I, you know, anyway, Cap, Cap is up there for sure. Okay. Uh, for me, Captain America is probably top two, probably behind Spider-Man because I'm just a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah. And I don't care who it is. I mean, whether it be um, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, or, oh, my God, it's Tom Holland. Um, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Cap's probably number two. Uh, like I said, this is the first film I watched because it was Captain America. And I remember growing up watching the Spider-Man TV show. And when the episodes where Captain America shows up, like in the fifth season, were some of my favorites. Cause I was like, oh my goodness, there's, you know, I'm really patriotic. Go Cap. Yeah. Woo. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Captain America. Definitely. I just remember seeing the movie and being like, I want to go out and I want to buy a shirt. I didn't do it, obviously. I want like, I want a big shield like that. But it's like, I need more things. I'm going to the comic book store and be like, you know what? I've got Batman and everybody else, but throw him in there yep. as well. Let's spend another thousand dollars. Yes. No, I ain't spending that much. <laughs> Facts. I'm excited though. Random news story in the middle of all this. Oh, comic random. books are finally back in production this week. Yay! Diamond uh, cut that out, and pretty much one company prints all of the comics. And in the middle of the beginning of the coronavirus, they shut everything down. So this yesterday was the first time new comics have been out in at least I know at least a month, if not two months. So, all right. but I haven't gone to get mine. Cool. I'm going to mix up things a little bit here. We're not doing things in order. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Fine. you got to be on your toes here. What's your favorite scene from this movie? You go ahead. Oh, um, I really like the bar scene in London where he's picking the commandos. Like he's telling them, mm-hmm. you know, that he wants to go <clears throat> fight. And he and Bucky have this exchange. And I also really like the dichotomy where, you know, Peggy comes in and Bucky's invisible where mm. Steve has been invisible his whole life, and Bucky's kind of the ladies' man. Um, but I will say that probably my favorite scene is the scene between Erskine and Steve the night before he gets mm-hmm. the serum. Um, I think it's actually, it really humanizes the German people mm-hmm. in, in a simplistic way, but I think it's really surprising um, considering what the original Captain America comics were mm-hmm. based on, and they were it was very vilifying to the Nazi party, mm-hmm. which is, it should be. Sure. Right. But, you know, Schmidt says people forget that the first country Hitler invaded was his own. Right. And I think that's really important to remember, so Absolutely. I love that scene. I feel like without him, too, though, because if you didn't have him, then you would only have negative side. You had Hydra and everybody else. Right. It just becomes a one-dimensional film at that point. It's just right. good and bad where people in general in society, it's not just good and bad. There's shades of gray all over, mm-hmm. including including in good people or what we consider good people. Right. Because so, um, everyone is good to somebody. Yeah. So um, I like that a lot, too. I was, we were in Wilmington once. and Just buddy, once? Yeah. Okay. Well, Howard, we stopped by somebody else's house because um, they lived there and we hadn't seen them since sometime. I don't remember who it was. I don't know if I knew him. Um, but there was a guy there and he was high out of his mind. But he looked at us and said, you know what, man? It's okay. I'm not getting too crazy. He said, you know what, man? He said, Hitler really really wasn't that bad of a guy. He just didn't have any friends. But maybe if he would have had a dog, he would have been a better guy. And I was like, okay. That's that's, really profound. That stuck with me for the rest of my life. Like, he didn't have any friends. I'd probably be a jerk, too. So You can't disprove it. No. Look, when I was in college, they made us watch this weird art house film that Mm -hmm. was basically um, what would have happened if Hitler had gotten into art school. Okay. (laughs) And he wouldn't have become like a terrifying dictator no. because he would have focused on art instead. And he may have found something like he really loved painting. Like, so yeah. like he would have discovered a new style of painting, you know, yeah. art at that point. And it actually could be for something really pretty like and took all of the negatives. Like, I, no, I, I need to really see this film. It. Was it at least interesting? Like, Oh yeah. Would it I'd hold be, your attention? I have to from, like find it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, we have to watch this now. We have uh, to review this on the channel now. It's what we're talking about <laughs> next week. <laughs> That'll be your what the what nights episode you've always wanted. Kyle and Eric in the morning nights. So... <laughs> Your turn, favorite scene. Um, is it my turn or was it your turn? There's no order here. You you broke the order earlier, so I'm I just mean, jumping around. All right, so my favorite scene is right after he gets the super soldier serum. 
and or serum. I, let me make sure I pronounce my words serum, correctly. Serum, serum, serum. We're from the south. Syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause you put syrup on something, don't make it pancakes, y'all. All right. Um. So uh, he gets the serum, uh-huh. and they um, assassinate Erskine. You know uh-huh. they, you know the spy in there, yeah. and he takes off after him. And I'm just, I'm laughing because it's like when kid gets a growth spurt in elementary school, like fourth, fifth grade, and limbs are just coming everywhere, and they don't know how to use them, and they're just all like clumsy all over the place. That's what I'm reminded of when I'm seeing mm-hmm. Steve Rogers run down the road, no shirt on, and he's just. Veering in the traffic, like he no falls control, into a yeah. falls into yeah. a window, like just <laughs> takes the left turn too far. He's and, like, sorry, <laughs> uh, but he's just chasing down the guy, like you know, still trying to figure out what extent of you know his body can do. Um, kid gets thrown in the river, and the kid's like, "Oh, it's okay, I can swim," because you know this is the nineteen mm-hmm. forties, that or, was hilarious, or thirties, and it's like, "Go get him, man, I can no, swim." <laughs> kids, that's all they did back then was run and swim. Okay, yeah. Steve, of course he's fine. Um, you know, just that whole scene, him discovering. I mean, I just. It was a good introduction to what Captain America or the, I guess, the physical embodiment of Captain America would be. Um, and it just goes to show, just because you have something doesn't mean you know how to use it correctly right. the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was a learning experiment. Plus, he catches the guy and the guy just, you know, cyanide peel in his yeah, mouth. And just, yeah. Oh, okay. That's a thing. That, I thought about that's that. how serious they are. Wow. I thought about that watching that again like, this week. It's like, that sounds painful. Like breaking a tooth. Like I know it's not and it's just put there but like so you tried that breaking, sound of it's like, oh, right. man, my tooth. Uh-huh. Well, it brought, brought me to like, how devoted do you have to be to something to want to do that? Like you get caught and then like I know there's people out there who do that or who would do, do that but I just can't yeah. imagine being that devoted to a cause that's so... Yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's devotion or like I would rather fear. Yeah, I would rather like die in thirty seconds than die being tortured over days and weeks and. Or even too, if you said anything, if Hydra got you back, right? Exactly. Worse. I mean, they were shooting you with magic blue, you know, tesseract lasers at that point, and and you just disappeared. I mean, hell, Hydra into dust. He hadn't been there. He didn't know. All right, Kyle, since we're out of order, what was your favorite? Well, mine's going to lead into who won the movie. Is that okay? Is that going to break your world? If I jump into that topic, I guess you can do it. We were going out of order. I just want to make yeah. sure I don't ruin anything. Well, I was going to do nitpicks next, but we can do who won the movie. Well, mine's hand in hand, though. But uh, my favorite scene are all of the tiny Steve Rogers scenes. Um, and that leads into, for me, tiny Steve Rogers tiny wins Steve the movie Rogers. for me. Uh, because without that person, without who he is, the rest of the movie doesn't happen. It doesn't matter who, like, because they even talk about, you know. It amplifies who that person is. So mm-hmm. if you're bad, you get amplified even to be worse. But if you're good, you get better. And so you learn so much from Tiny Steve to realize that he just has a heart of wanting to do good. He wants to fight the bad guys. And he even said, he's like, I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. I just want to do what's right. By the uh, way, the fandom prefers pre-serum Steve. I'll take that. We not don't ti- call not him Tiny I'm Steve. I'm tired of that. <laughs> that's, a, that's offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Little Steve. No, you can't do that. Okay. Steve Jr. Little Steve is a whole nother (laughs) nother world. (laughs) Steve Jr. uh, was Steve Jr. himself. Family show, I promise. It's family until you bring it up to make it obvious that it wasn't family. (laughs) To everybody out there, it's still family. Um, Oh my goodness, we're gonna lose. But I definitely noted noted (laughs) him being in the alley, the the part there where he picks up a trash can lid for the first time as a shield. Yes. Like what that's gonna represent. Uh And then the famous line you hear forever from him is, I could do this all day. Yeah. Uh, the fact that if he stands up, he gets beat up, and like he doesn't ever even have a chance. He never gets a lick on the guy. He just gets the crap beat out of him. 
but he keeps coming back up because he wants to defeat the bad in, in life. He's not that he wants to beat up some dude. He just wants to do his right. Because even what led to it was people paying respect and showing what's happening in the war on the big screen at the movie. And instead, this guy's talking trash like, start the cartoon, yeah. start the movie. And he's just like, you know, can you sit down? Can you be right. quiet? Like, be respectful. And like, next, you know, he's beat, beat up in an alley. Because that's what happens mm-hmm. when you tell a heckler in the movies, hey, sit down. Right. They, you, you immediately get up out of your seat. Right. You, you both go, go to the alley. alley. Mm-hmm. And then if you're the small guy, you just get the crap beat out of Don't it. Don't start nothing. Maybe you can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like he's respectful. That's been the be mantra like, of Americans <laughs> in the movie theaters for the last 100 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, Steve Jr. is that respectful, though, that he would be like, oh, we're doing this? Okay, after you, good sir. And he holds the door and, like, follows him out. Here, can I hold your coat while you pull him on my face? No, 100%. Yeah. But that scene, and then. I can hold your coat all day. Let's go. The car ride he has with Agent Carter, where you can, where he says, you know, it's probably the longest conversation I've ever Peggy. had with a woman. Peggy. Sorry, yes. Peggy, we're getting personal. The fandom, yeah, personal, personal. yeah, on a uh, first name basis. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but except me, I say Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> but she ends up falling in love with him pretty much in that car ride. From what she learns there, leads to their relationship later. So I love that too, where it's not all of a sudden this giant body that makes her love him. You know, because that's what the world would do is, oh, she's only because he's attractive. She right. sees the she, heart of him. She knew him before he yeah. was Captain America, which she I think saw him. Ta- 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 she saw yeah. pre serum Steve right. jump on a grenade, right. not knowing it was not a real yeah. grenade. I mean, I well, that was my other one. Yeah. I definitely think that that carries into future movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that what Peggy and Bucky mean to Steve is is someone left on this earth who remembers me yeah. before I was Captain America and before doesn't have those expectations. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because everybody assumes when you have those abilities, it's just given. Oh, well, he's so good because he has all this. But it's like, right. without that, he could have been like a jerk. You know, but he didn't. And I love the scene, like you brought it up, but when he dives on a grenade. Like, they're sitting there talking about, you know, oh, he's not big enough. This other guy, who would be in every other... The funny part is Chris He Evans. would have been picked first in every dodgeball game. Uh-huh. You know, he climbed the, the little rope as high as he could. And, I mean, he would have been the perfect, you know, physical soldier, yeah. but didn't have the... Uh, well, you look heart. at Gaul. Okay, the heart. heart. Yeah. That's, better. That's a better word than when I was really Chris thinking. Evans in other <laughs> movies, though. <laughs> like, when he played Johnny Storm, he was more of a... Rhymes with Gaul. <laughs> yeah, family show. Make it obvious. Uh, but, mm. no, uh, like, Chris Evans has played... The Mountain Dew was the, a bad idea. <laughs> Chris Evans has played the jock guy. He's played the, like, the preppy... You know, yeah, because know Johnny all, Storm is self-absorved. He is. Yes. I mean, he's a superhero, but he's he doesn't have the heart of a superhero. No. I mean, he's kind Flame of like on, a, y'all. yeah. And is it the? I can't remember. I should have looked it up. Is it not another teen movie or whatever yeah. movie? Yeah. Is that the one with him? With yep. the whipped cream? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about cream. it today. Yeah. Family we'll, show. We'll leave Family that there. Show. <laughs> he had a great dessert, folks. That's it. We're uh, renaming our podcast to Family Show, <laughs> rated R. That's the irony. It's not a family show. Yes. Um, but I don't know. Like, so he's been that character. It's like you got a big guy in the bar and his name's Tiny. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, anyway. but for him to come along, though, and to show you, and you believe it. Because I'll be honest, like when I saw Chris Evans, that's the only thing I knew about him. But it's not another team movie. And I was like, well, how's he going to be this superhero? He's already this other superhero. Right. He was in a great movie called Cellular in 2004. Oh, okay. yeah. That was like an action yeah, sort of um, thriller. Was, I got it for like my birthday or something. I'd never seen it, but it was a really good movie. Hmm. Um, had William H. Macy and uh, Kim Basinger in it. Yeah. Is that a VHS um, or a DVD? It was a DVD in 2004, yo. He was also in The Losers, which is yes. based on another comic book. Yes. But I can't remember if he did that before he became Captain America or oh. in the interim. But that was fantastic. I love yes, that movie. Was. Sorry, random Chris Dead Evans. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No, it's no, great. that was good. 
So nitpicks now? No, no, we haven't talked about who won the movie. Oh, yeah, you talked won. about who oh, won the movie for I you. That my, was your segue, minutes. Kyle. That, that whole twenty minutes was me. Sorry about that. Yeah, you, 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 we rambled for an hour here, and I just assumed you like this. The same is now thing. a two-part <laughs> episode because. We, <laughs> so who won the movie, Kyle? So who won the movie for you? I've been told it's what is it? Correct term, Steve? Pre, pre serum, serum, Steve. I'm gonna say serum. It's serum. pre serum, pre serum, Steve. Before you okay. drink the syrup. Okay. Right. I know who your answer is, so I'm gonna go ahead and put mine in. Oh, you would be surprised. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe we have the same answer then. For me, who won the movie? Margaret, Peggy. Okay. Carter. Yes. Okay. I get it. Um, having not, I mean, she wasn't even a really big presence in the comics. Um, I think she was based off Sharon Car- Carter. Yes. Um, coming into the comics, so she didn't really have a really big basis. But it was refreshing to see, especially in early like superhero MCU whatever lore, a woman who kicks butt, mm-hmm. doesn't take crap from anyone, no matter how super strong, whatever. Um, she wasn't a damsel in distress. Right. She held her own, and even though this is the 1940s and women were getting no respect then, she still commanded respect mm-hmm. within the SSR. Um, she ended up with a TV show of her own. She has a huge fan base. I wish we have se- would have seen her in more. Oh, yeah. Um, I would have loved more Agent Carter. More so Agent Carter. I'm, I mean, I'm still hoping for like a revival of that on Disney Plus or something, or just more um, Haley Atwell in MCU properties. Um, I, there's so much they can do with that. But for me, she won the movie for sure. Yeah. Who won the movie for you? So I I was filling out these questions as I was watching the movie, and I got really sad so this at what the happens end. when people actually do the research. Yeah. She's like, that boy's swimming. He just... <laughs> I, got, I just got really sad at the end, and I had a cynical moment, and so I should have probably walked away um, and come back to it. But instead, I was filling out the questions. And it was so, Tommy Lee Jones, wasn't it? No, all I, <laughs> all I put was, I mean, the real winners of the movie were the Allied Forces. Everyone else loses at least something. Look at you. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. See, That's why she's here. She has more heart than we, we are. We're no longer like, a two-dimensional show. Kid. We are now three-dimensional, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We are a cube instead of a square. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, that's just a little taste of what's to come. Wow. That's great. <laughs> we've been doing this show for Ooh. like almost a year now. This is like the deepest conversation we've ever yeah. had outside oh, of Dead Poets Society. It's going to get deep. I feel like at I, some I, point, I me and you both are going to be on the couch. Just, just sitting here. <laughs> How does that make you feel? They tried. <laughs> I never even thought about those people. <laughs> the allies. <laughs> I'm so like, I shut Facebook Live down. I was like pulling up my iPad. I've got to watch this. What's happening? Shut oh my gosh, she's right. Look. Look. <laughs> shut it down, ladies and gentlemen. Shut it down. <laughs> we, we have peaked officially, okay? We have peaked. But she uh, said there's more to come. There's more to come. I know. I don't think we can handle it. We really just. It's going to get real. Move. It's, it's like that toaster alarm that I thought of when I was a kid. You know, that wakes you up by slapping like a waffle in your face. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. I really peaked too soon. It's funny, uh, though, that you talked about this being a two-part episode because one of my personal goals was to make this your longest episode. It'll happen. Right. I don't know. I mean, we, <laughs> did you hear our Christmas TV show? He talked about the yes. Wonder Years for 45 minutes. I fantastic, mean, <laughs> Fantastic recap of that episode. Yeah. I still think. I felt like I watched the entire thing in that Eric 45 minutes. <laughs> I was at work the next week. Michael Thompson comes in. He's like, man, Eric really gave you some crap about talking a little <laughs> long. He's like, did he not listen to himself sing every I song? I sang the from episode from, from every song. From He's like, he literally <laughs> sang every song. Baby Boomer Santa. He's like, I timed it. He's pretty much. Thank you for MTV. Oh, man. I was like, I'm bringing that up, Mike. Thanks for having uh. my back. But it was singing and it was awesome. So, yeah. Hey, in my mind, I rewatched that entire episode. I was happy when I was It was on. a great episode. Yeah, you did. So, anyway, so. longest episode ever. Um, nitpicks. Nitpicks. Ashley, you go first. <laughs> Actually, I really don't have any. 
to be honest. Um, that was a short yeah, here's no. Well, here's the it's thing. It's okay. I didn't write, any, I didn't write down any um, either. So I, this venture, I, you know, I felt like I I can't really remember back to watching this movie for the first time. And every time I watch a movie for the first time, I try to watch it like with an open heart. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, I try to be, yes, can't lose. lose. I feel like I have to be entertained because that's the point, you Mm -hmm. know, like what am I watching movies for if I watch them just to find something wrong with them? If you're just hate watching, like I watched Secret Life of the American Teenager, it was hate watching the whole time. Yes. And I, and I do that occasionally, but I don't like it. So I. Positive. Put on your positive pants. Correct. Yes. Yes. And then I go back and I rewatch it and then I get angry. Mm. Um, if if I have something to be angry about. So like in game, first time I watched it, cheered, cried, sobbed, cheered again. Second time I watched it, I was like, hated that, hated that, yep. hated that. You I mean you have to. You there know? wasn't enough in this three hour and ten movie. Correct. Ten movie. Right. They needed to add more. This character got cheated. This character yeah. got cheated. But anyway, so I, I really under nitpicks um didn't really have anything except that I I love Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. but he does have character flaws, just like every good sure. character. Yep. And as I was rewatching this, I kind of forgot um some of the plot and I was like, Okay, so uh it's your bro's last night in town before he literally goes off to war Mm -hmm. and he's planned out the entire evening with you and some ladies Mm -hmm. and you can't even be bothered to give him that. You're like, actually I'm going to go try to join the army for the second time today. Mm -hmm. Like, Wow! Yep. Wow! So, come on, bro. It'll be there. The army will still be there. You know, Correct. the war's not going to end tomorrow. Right. And you literally may never see Bucky again. Mm-hmm. You know. I thought the same thing watching. Yeah. Because I didn't think about it, but the first time, obviously. But this week, trying to overlook everything, and to see, I was like, man, like, because I forgot he doesn't. He just goes off, and he never sees him again. It's like, yeah. how are you going to do that? Even gets the emotional moment where he hugs him and everything else, and it's like you're just going to let that pass. Yeah. You're just going to go do some paperwork. So, time for me to get real deep analytical here. Okay. I think that actually, you know, plays a part into when he actually does make it to the army and he finds out that Bucky has been behind enemy lines and maybe, I, I don't know, I'm just spitting on here, maybe he flashes back to like, hey, I could have spent the night right. with him and two beautiful women. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I chose not to because I was selfish. And that was part of his resolve to make sure he went and found his friend right. um, to do everything he can. And then, again, whenever – they lost, spoiler, lost him, you know, yes. yeah. for 70 years plus, but <laughs> thought he lost him forever. Um, you know, those are little things like when you have moments like that, you think about what you didn't do. Yeah. You, you know, especially if there's a regret there. You don't think about all, you know, the good times at first. You think right. about, man, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have done this. I wish we would have spent more time together. Yeah. Um, so him making that choice early on, yeah, he thought he was being noble, but the real nobility is not necessarily – you know, signing up for the army, serving your country, but it's, you know, family, friends, it's what you celebrate at the end of your life. I mean, right. So, and not like jump all the way to a different scene, but I think too, at the same time when he finds out that Bucky's behind enemy lines, doesn't know if he's alive or not. He finally has the ability to do something about it. Whereas all the rest of his life, Bucky's been the one that saves him. Mm -hmm. When he's getting beat up in the alley, Bucky's like, pick on somebody your own size. Right. He knocks and like punches the guy once, kicks him in the butt and it's done. But like, how many times does that happen? Like over and over, I'm sure. This is the first time in life that he has the ability and the power to go do something about it. So I'm sure that did finally play like you were talking about, I would think, anyway. What's yours? What, you got some nitpicks? Um, not really. Um, this was, like I said, the first MCU movie I watched in theaters. 
um, ever saw. I loved it. I loved that it was a not a current piece, but it was a period uh -huh. piece from the 1930s and 40s. Um, I love the historical um, lens there. Um, it's not just oh, it's New York in 2012, and you know we're just kicking butt in the present day. Now this is mm -hmm. you're dealing with uh, things that we didn't personally experience. So, it, but it did a really good job of putting you in that time period in that time frame. Um, it did a really good job being accurate with again the way Peggy was treated and mm -hmm. you know disrespected. Um, even then, I mean, there's probably still going to be some of that now because people are still living. But the thing like how much but, um, her character expanded because of this exactly. Um, but there's really, if I had like one nitpick, I really hated that there was, I guess, built up like character tension between Peggy and Steve because of the one army chick or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt like that was put in there to kind of drive a wedge between them, but it didn't really serve a purpose right. in that sense. Well, it just served the purpose that like. Tested out his shield in the next scene. She's like, "Oh, Correct. you got a shield! Boom, 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 boom! Yeah. Oh, great! It, it works. works. Yeah, so. Wakanda forever. All right. right. <laughs> well, plus I feel like also Steve is sort of figuring out women yeah. now that women are attracted to him. Now that women are figuring him out, right. he's trying to figure and them so out too. I, I think he's genuinely interested in Peggy, mm -hmm. and I think that he really only has eyes for her. But yeah. I mean, if you were Steve and ignored your whole life, and suddenly women are literally throwing themselves at you. I mean, he really didn't, like, try to woo that woman. No, he wasn't no, like, hey, he was let's just... go make out in the supply closet. Mm -hmm. She was like, hey, let, you know, and he yeah, was hey, like, come here. Ah. He's like, oh, okay, well, what's in the supply closet? Like, right. I thought you some paper, help lifting things. Some paper clips. Right, and she, he was kind of like, hands up, yeah. you know, and she was mm -hmm. like, mm. so, I, yeah, I, but I get what you're saying about that. Mm -hmm. Same. My only, yeah, I don't really, I thought this was a great movie, so. What about mm -hmm. you, nitpick? Only thing I have, and it's not really like crazy, but I wish the Red Skull wasn't taken out as way. Well, oh, that's a good one because I would like to see Red Skull further. Like in the comics, there's such a big battle like that. That's his true. Thing. He's a bigger yeah. villain. Yeah. So, you know, it would be cool to have seen because we know for the most part, like this version of Captain America is pretty much done with you know mm -hmm. doing anything. Um, so to see that, it would have been cool to see Red Skull to make some other appearances. It, it's future, really other it, than what he did. It's really interesting, especially you know with superhero movies. They're very episodic uh, by nature, uh, for the most part. You have good guy, you have villain who messes up good guy, then you have good guy who conquers villain, usually by killing the villain, because that's a very heroic thing to do. Right. Um, and the MCU was not immune to that early on, but it was, you know, until later on, that, I mean, I know they had Loki who was a reoccurring, but he turned out to be some kind of an anti-hero. Um, but I like the idea of having a villain span multiple arcs, the way mm -hmm. we talked about uh, in Star Wars, you have Darth Vader, the, you know, in the original right. trilogy, uh, Kylo Ren in the sequel trilogy. That's another conversation. It's but, even like Batman. Like, but like, like the, you always have Bane, that, you know, or somebody returned. Or, or you're like Scarecrow right. in, the, in the Nolan trilogy. He was in there throughout all three. Yep. Well, then it allows for time for nuances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which you so, don't have. And, mm -hmm. So yeah. I think the MCU's figuring that out. I mean, I know with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series, they're bringing about Baron Zemo, yep. um, who was in Civil War. And they're allowing, I guess, that character to be more than just one character. He could have killed himself easily in that movie and, you know, just another one-off villain and that's whatever. But I think um, early on in the MCU and just, again, with superhero movies in general, they're just used to killing off the villain in the movie and just one movie and then you're done. Right. And I think they're finding out as time goes on, wait, you know, if this is a really great character, then we don't, I mean, yeah, the superhero can topple the villain, but don't have to just end it right, right away. So I think they've honestly figured that out with Loki yeah. mm -hmm. because he was such a fan favorite early yep. on. And I think he was meant to sort of be 
Thor's villain. Yes. And then they were like, well, what if we turned him into an anti-hero? You know, mm. kind of like a Byronic, I don't care, but I really care, mm. and I'll kill you if it suits me, but I could just as easily save you. And yeah. So that's really interesting. I'm so glad he's getting his own TV show. Yes, that's going to be fun to watch. Let's say we're going back and watching Thor the other week to see, like, you have that love for Loki at the beginning, like, because you start to realize he actually has, a, he's a person, and you care about right. this guy. He's not just straight up, I'm the bad guy, hate me, you know, I'm going to destroy, do all these evil things. Like, you cared for him knowing that he's going to continue to do these other things. But It's one of the things they did really well with Thanos, and I know we'll talk about Thanos, you know, I guess a year from now when we do Infinity War, or as we get to Avengers next month and then the many films that they kind of peppered him in throughout the way. Um, but Thanos wasn't just a one-note villain. He had nuance. He had uh, backstory. You understood where he was coming from, whether you agreed or not. Um, one of the things that I really, you know, when we get to Black Panther, I really loved Eric Killmonger. Yes. Um, and he was just so layered, and I hated the fact that he got killed off at the end. Right. And I'm just hoping there's a way to bring him back because he just brought so much depth to that character. Um, so I mean, that's another conversation for another time. Yeah, we're a fourth of the way through this podcast, guys. Yeah, look at that. Oh, 40 minutes in. 41 minutes. Yeah, once we had the theme song at the beginning, um, mm -hmm. 41 minutes in. Uh, if great. you had to recast any role in this movie, who would you recast and why? Who you got? We've already discussed my opinion on Marvel casting. I would not recast a single soul. They're casting perfection. Mm -hmm. I agree. Straight through. I agree, 100%. No comment. <laughs> If it, okay, so if I had to recast, if you see, you, I know how Eric works because I, I reread and says, if you had to, I was yeah. like, he's not going to let me slide, so I have to find one. Yeah. Um, I did for if you. if we were forced to recast somebody, okay, okay, not commenting anything on their, um, I guess performance in this movie, but if you had to recast, like it would be like someone like Tommy Lee Jones, and you would just recast him with someone. Like in that same mold, just to see what it would be. But I felt like he did a good job in this he movie did. too. So I mean, I'm not okay. Really... I have an answer. Okay, here we go. Finally, <laughs> someone's coming. This is also like a fun fact. Um, Sebastian Stan was considered for Steve Rogers. Yes, he was. And if we just like rewind, do everything all over again, except Sebastian Stan play Stan Ro uh, St play Steve Rogers, I would watch the mess out of that. Would he play Tiny Steve Rogers too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he would play pre serum Steve Rogers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How about you? Ashby hates me. I'm going to forget that. Um, if we had to recast like Captain America, you know, if that was, you know, let's just say that's the role we're recasting. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is where I should probably do the research. And Yeah. Yeah. So who's unprepared this week? I'm always unprepared. Not me. I've been unprepared for the last three months, dude. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I have been phoning it in for the last three months. Have you not noticed? I, I thought in depth on this one. Oh. Because I was going to skip it. But I was like, nope. He said, if you had to, and I know how Eric is. That well, then you, you go then. then. Let's, yeah, let's hear you go. it. Let's hear it then, big boy. Dr. Abraham Erskine, is uh -huh. that correct? Played by Stanley Tucci. Yep. Yes. I thought he did an amazing job. That's how you pronounce him. his name. I really liked him. I left him off the uh, starring list because I couldn't pronounce Tucci. So. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought. Like, I literally him. deleted like three names. I'm like, okay, I can't pronounce this, this, and this. Let's just leave it off. I can pronounce at will. So. I'm replacing him with Robin Williams. And I checked. Robin Williams was still alive when this movie came out. That was my first question. Okay. So Robin Williams, knowing first off a lot of his comedy stuff, he did it with a, a giant accent anyway. So he could have pulled off the accent side of it. But if you take Good Will Hunting Robin Williams and put him in this position, it would have been amazing. First off, go watch Good Will Hunting. You sound yeah. watch that. Jerk. Uh, but It's been a while uh, since I've seen it, but yeah. I, I get the gist. But Robin yes. Williams is like my favorite. And so for it, to put him there in that situation... 
I think he could have done just as good, if not better job. Not I love the other guy. He did an amazing job. I have none, but I knew yeah. I had to pick somebody. Okay. I have so an answer like, to you. That would work. I like it. Okay, what's yours? For Captain America. Okay. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Early 90s Early Captain 90s America. Early 90s Captain America. Let's just put him back in there and finish what he started. <laughs> There's a reason. I'm not serious. <laughs> I promise. Um, Moving on. Do you have any questions about this movie that have been left unanswered? <clears throat> unanswered questions. I don't. I have one. I left this one. What you got? So at the end, Steve's driving this plane, crashes it into the snow. Why didn't he just jump out of the plane? Oh, there's a meme about that where um, uh, Captain, oh, 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 Rhodey. Mm -hmm. Rhodey. Colonel Rhodes, Mm -hmm. not Captain. Colonel Rhodes. No. No. Don Cheadle. Let's not talk about (laughs) that. Let's not talk about him. It's the one casting mishap that happened. So you think Don Cheadle was better? Yeah, I do. Thank you. I do. Don Cheadle was better. I I agree. Now, to be fair, uh, uh, Terrence Howard wasn't given the time. He was given the money, though. He was given the money. Anyway, not important. Anyway, Um, moving on. What was I even talking about? Um, Oh, the meme where um, it's like you you put little blurbs, you know, above like mm -hmm. certain characters, and it was Colonel Rhodes, and it was like... I mean, no offense to Steve Rogers, but I just wouldn't have died. <laughs> like you just, <laughs> you just jump out in the plane, jump into the water. You can swim just like that kid that you left yeah. in the harbor there. I just like to envision though that he was afraid that if he jumped out, it left the plane that could have hurt somebody else. So if he put yeah. it down himself, he wasn't means, steering that thing yeah. at that point. It was on a collision course to where he Either could have. Yes. he could have steered. I'm it trying to make yeah. a good excuse. Here. It's but a terrible I mean, excuse. Also, and not to like you know push us further towards the therapy couch but like do you think Here he sort of didn't think he deserved to live after what happened to Bucky oh true great point oh that's good wow I mean he had something to live for he had Peggy sure but I really think that he thought he this missed, is what he I missed deserve. out on that dance for his one true love mm-hmm. right he wanted to go meet Bucky that's right his one true love one you're true. correct like he doesn't deserve Peggy if he feels like he's done we're that, an so. hour into this and we've gotten to the heart of this movie that <laughs> Can Bucky we just Barnes like, is Steve Rogers one true love yes. Can we just no turn offense this to one Peggy TV, yes. <laughs> we'll just turn this table and we'll sit on the couch <laughs> Actually, we'll sit over here. Oh, She's gonna do okay. her best, uh, Doctor Fraser Crane impression. Go ahead, I'm listening. Um, do you have any uh, unanswered questions? I don't. Nope. No. Where does this movie fall in your rankings of MCU films, and how does this movie hold up ten years later? How about you start? I'll start. Yeah, I actually, you start. Let You're me, the one with the list. I have so. the list. Let me pull up the list here. So when I made this list right before I watched Endgame, um, it was number nine. Okay. On the list. Um, and it was the lowest ranked Captain America movie. Um, there were two others ahead. Yeah. Of it. Um, Winter Soldier was one, and Civil War was six. So. Um, I would probably add Endgame ahead of it. Uh huh. Um, so, but I would not add Far From Home, Spider Man Far From Home ahead yeah. of it. Yeah. So uh, it would be number 10 on my list. Um, it would be you know, behind Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Uh, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, Homecoming, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and Endgame. So. Okay. I need to go through and like actually rank because when people Thank ask you, me, yeah. I kind of like off the top of my head, I'm like, well, it's going to be there, you know. In I my mind, it's like the past five movies I've watched. Sure, this is like number yeah. one. This is number one. Right. <laughs> I love Far From Home, number Wait, one. There's 20? Like, you watch 20 MCU movies, yeah. you're like, they're all in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> it's one big story. One top five all time. Yeah. <laughs> And for uh, how it holds up 10 years later, uh, going back on the rewatch, it's, you know, it was just as enjoyable as it was the first time I watched it. Absolutely. uh, Nine years ago. So, all right. 
You too. Where does it rank? I'm Berkshire Bowl. I put him in top three. But honestly, it's that, like I just said, like the restaurant fresh in my mind. I even like I put top three, maybe even number one. That's what's written down, typed out on my paper. Okay. And I it's, mean, it's an OG. Well, my thing is it got me interested in Captain America because we've talked about him okay. before in the sense that we growing up watching cartoons and I, like things like Spider-Man, we knew who he was. He was great in that Marvel versus Capcom game. Right. Yeah. But we didn't really know who. Some way, I had the toy. He had a shield, it was and like I was a like, "He has this cool shield. Look at Ow. this." <laughs> yeah, but like, I didn't know anything about him to be honest. Like, and I'm more of the emotional side of things person. Where I got so much more out of the movie from little, you know, pre serum Steve Rogers than I did with the rest of the movie. So, I don't know. For me, you don't get that. You don't get Civil War. You don't get the other. And I'll be fair. Like, Civil War is great, but have read it, like I read the Civil War comics right before seeing it, knowing it was going to be different. But there's such a huge difference in there. And I know you couldn't pull that off, and then we'll talk about that at some point when we get to Civil War. But so for me, this one stands out more. But that's also fresh in my mind out of the past four movies or whatever we've watched. Then it's like, yeah, it's the best one. But I haven't watched all 20. Those of you listening on one of the great podcast platforms we're on, I am rolling my eyes. So, Ashley, (laughs) where does this rank in your rankings? Don't say top five because it was the last one you watched, please. No, it's, it's between. Somewhere between five and ten, okay. I think, because it is an OG, mm-hmm. and I feel like when I think people miss the point of ranking personal rankings because it's not about what movie was the best. It's mm-hmm. not about you know what it looks like and the scope and it, anything like that. I think when you personally rank movies, it has to be about how it makes you feel, what it means to you, and like you're talking about the movie or book that got you into a fandom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is so memorable and so personal to you. And so if, if something that you saw or watched or or read opened up a world for you, that's more important than anything else, I think. So, but I, I honestly, again, I got into the MCU. I've never been a comic book fan and that's not, not an offense to comics. I just, I'm I'm not offended. I got in it. I I I didn't get into it until like the past five to 10 years. Yeah. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't even on my radar growing up. And then when I got into movies that had comic backgrounds, it felt so labor intensive to try to go back and read comic Mm -hmm. books. And I was like, I mean, full offense. I'm just going to watch the movies. Yep. You know? So anyway, I, um, I, yeah, like I said, it's you know I don't really remember my entry into the MCU. I just remember at some point I was watching them in yeah. the theaters, and then at some point I was like, "This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me," um, and I was a fan, which is mm-hmm. kind of what happens to any fandom I'm in. Suddenly, I'm just in the middle of it. Um, but I will say, I put uh, if I'm honest, rewatching this for the first time post Endgame just made me really sad and angry. Yeah. Because I was so upset with some of the things that were done at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait until we get the Endgame yeah. next year. At this and time. watching this and knowing what the yep. future held was just horrifying in some moments. And heartbreaking, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I put. Awesome. Random section. Okay, I didn't really know what the title this, but uh, before we get to our fun facts, is there anything else you want to add? A favorite theory? A rabbit hole you went down when you're doing your research? Um, anything that you want to throw in before we get to our fun facts? And Kyle? I have random things okay. for the random section. For the randomness. Jim Morita, who's played by Kenneth Choi, yes. is also on the show 911 that I'm currently watching. Okay. Yes, he is. Yeah, and so like, I didn't know this at because I didn't know the first time I watched it, but watching it this week, I was like, wait, 
where do I know that guy? <laughs> like, he had a pole stuck through him once. Like, family show. Cool. Um, but then, let's see. Uh, the only other thing I really had was I would like to see at the end of Endgame where he goes back. Spoiler and everything else. Whenever we gave a spoiler warning yeah. an hour yeah. and a half ago, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> when he goes back, <laughs> I would like to see more of how that happened. And I did like go back and research today to see does that fall in timeline with this movie? Sure. But, well, like this movie started was based mostly in 1942, Ooh. and I think they said that the time he went back was like 1948, somewhere around in there, right. roughly. So they basically retconned the entire yeah. Agent Carter TV yes, show. Yes, I was yeah. bring that also up. Also made me. So angry. it doesn't ruin this movie at all. Like that was my first thought was like, does it change the movie? But it doesn't. No. But it's like for no. everything else. Yeah. What changes here? Like what's different? Because I feel like too, like Peggy Carter is such a strong, you know, you know, just yeah, strong she character in need general. A man. No, doesn't and so I really don't man. think <laughs> that that would change anything. Like for her, doesn't thing. need a time traveling no, man no. messing up our life. No, no. <laughs> and I feel like if he showed up though, she would still just be as strong as who she was. Yeah. and I feel like he'd have that respect for her to be like, no, you're doing your thing. Don't worry. Like, right. be supportive of her and what yeah. she's doing. But my my mind gets kind of blown when I think about that because I love the Agent Carter TV show. Um, and again, I really wanted to see a third season because it left off on such a bad cliffhanger. And they're actually bringing back um, what's his name for season seven of Agents of Shield because Agents of Shield spoiler alert is going back in time as well. Um, and oh, I don't know if I can keep watching Agents of Shield. Well, there's only one season left. I'm trying. I know. I'm trying it's, so it's, hard. it's rough. Yeah. Talking about Daniel Souza. Yes, Daniel yeah. Souza, and uh, who. They were teasing a relationship with yes. him and yes. uh, Peggy Carter in yeah. season one yeah. and two of that. So I'm wondering where that falls in line. Right. And then if Steve went back in time, is he one of the pallbearers at her funeral? And Well, okay, so here's the thing. There are so many, and I'm going to be really brief about this because we could we could be here all night. Um, I could do this all day. <laughs> you could do this all day, yes. <laughs> but, so there's a fan theory that, like, Steve replacing the stones fixed the timelines, but his him staying in the 40s created one singular branch off. Mm-hmm. So nothing changes about the the canon we know as as like all the Avengers movies have come together. Right. But he starts sort of a new future with Peggy. Um, the other thing that they talk about is the Russo brothers, which, you know, like, just please stop talking. You're just making everything worse. They've said that um, the husband and the family that Peggy talks about in her her bedside when mm-hmm. Steve's visiting her, you know, when she's really old, is Steve. And she just doesn't remember. And she doesn't remember. And then you don't ever see you photos. You my husband. <laughs> Right. He saved himself. Yeah, he went back in time and saved himself. Right. And so, like, they they kept trying to, like, retcon their decisions. And I was like, that's not how it works. Like, you made a choice. Just let it float. Like, don't try to explain it. Yes. Yes. And it's just problematic on a few different levels. By the way, the Russo brothers got their start on Community. And... You know, every time I hear them talking about different time branches, I'm like, this is the darkest timeline. This is the darkest timeline. Yeah, yeah. They rolled a so, one. So why isn't there more singing in the Marvel um, movies? Because that's what I get. I hope here. we get a musical episode oh, when they do Marvel, man. the Marvel What If on Disney+. That would be Plus. fantastic. Would be give, me a, give me a musical episode, everybody. But I, I anyway, yeah. at, the, at the end of Endgame, I, like, I cried when he went back and danced with her. I mean, I mm-hmm. sobbed hysterically. That's why I went and watched it alone the first time because I knew that was going to happen. It's just me and a stranger, you know, beside me, like sobbing. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
I, it, I don't, that's not, I don't have a problem with that. I love mm-hmm. Steve and Peggy. I love yeah. their relationship. But if he had gone back and like explained what was happening to her and danced with her and then like noped out of there, mm-hmm. that's another thing. But that, so that's actually one of my like random things I said. Well, jump into the randomness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, let's talk about the serum. Okay. This is actually going to be really succinct. The serum. Um, one of my biggest issues with Endgame is when old Steve comes back and, um, well, I have other issues, but this is one of my biggest ones. So uh, he so he go he leaves to you know, and he comes back a few seconds later, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been super cool, except he's super old, and this is not an ageism thing. I just feel like it was completely ignored that the principle of the serum means that Steve scientifically can't age. And I was backed up by this fact mm-hmm. re-watching this movie because when Steve is trying to get drunk in the yes. bar he says to Peggy Erskine said the serum would affect my cells create a system of regeneration and healing which is why I can't get drunk mm-hmm. now anyone who's ever taken a, like a science-based class with me knows that it's not my thing but I looked up Basically, I did like the dummy Google search of like aging. Mm-hmm. And it's more research than we did. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So it says, put very simply, aging is a series of processes that include direct cellular damage, accumulation of cellular waste, cell errors, and imperfect cellular repairs, which result in the familiar signs of aging um, and ultimately lead to the development of age-related diseases that kill us. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't know about you, but does that sound like something the serum would allow to happen to Steve's body? I just don't I think would he can not. age. Yeah. Especially on that timeline, because it makes me think, when they were talking about the regenerative part, it made me think of Wolverine or Logan. Yes. And it's like, well, you see Logan, and he finally is old, but it took a very long time right. for him to get there. It's not that he just went back in time, and okay, so you're talking... He just stopped dying as weird. How many years? He went back to the 40s, yeah. and so... He, you know, he, he yeah. would be 50 more, so he's like 70 to 80. Roughly, in the math, bad math, but like he's right. somewhere in there. By yeah. the time he gets back. So, Logan is well into his hundreds, at least. I don't even know the math. Like, well into that because of the, like, the past of that. Right. But you see him throughout all of those movies. In the same way, he's young. He's, like, fresh. His body's constantly rehealing himself. And especially just age. Like, it's not, like, something that, like, he got attacked and it caused an issue for him to age. But right. Well, so, I don't the idea was, you know, does the serum ever wear off or does it wear off with time? Right. Would be the question there. Um, and we just don't, we don't have an answer for that. Right. So. Any other randomness you want to add? Uh, I put this section in just for you, by the way. Just no, I have something else, but I'm not. It's fine. Oh, oh. It's are you fine. sure? Are you yeah. sure? It's only 58 yeah. minutes. You yeah. wanted to make or 50, Yeah, it's you wanted cool. to make this long. Yeah. Oh, I've got so much more in, okay. in the okay. other section. Good. So yes, it's fine. All right, let's not. Let's not. All right. Well, <laughs> in every episode of our running the Infinity Gauntlet, we are taking a look at a vital piece of the MCU that helped shape the Infinity Saga. And I'm very excited about this because I usually put this section together, but I passed it on to Ashby this time. With that in mind, Ashby, teach us what we need to know about the Tesseract. I'm not going to do this as fast as I did the summary. Don't. Please don't. No, no, take <laughs> your time on this. <laughs> okay. We want so, to learn here. So. Yeah. Um, the Cosmic Cube is a fictional object appearing in uh, American comic books published by Marvel Comics. And it first appeared in the Marvel Universe in Tales of Suspense, number 79, in July of 1966, uh, which we know is created by Stan Lee, R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, Jack Kirby. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Cosmic Cube has been renamed as the Tesseract. So that's what we know it as. And it contains the Space Stone, which is one of the fictional universe's infinity infinity stones. Uh, The Space Stone gives the user power over space. Anyone holding the Space Stone can create a portal from one part of the universe to the other. 
So a little rundown of everywhere that we sort of see this space stone or the Tesseract. So It's a lot of places. It's a lot of places. Um, it's kind of one of the main artifacts in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would say, other mm-hmm. than probably um, Molinear. I mean, they're still... Sorry. They're, they're still trotting <laughs> that thing out in 2019. I mean... Yeah, so. absolutely. So the Tesseract plays a major role um, in the overall cinematic universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's introduced um, first in the mid credit scene of Thor, and yes. it is in the custody of Nick mm-hmm. Fury with yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. So in Captain America, the first Avenger, it's revealed that the Tesseract was brought to Earth by Odin centuries ago. In the film, uh, the Red Skull finds the Tesseract in Norway and uses its power to create weapons for Hydra before he's defeated by Captain America and the Tesseract is retrieved from the Arctic Ocean by Howard Stark. So, it is seen again in the Avengers, and I'm really glad I actually had to look this up because I was watching it. I was like, so, wait a second, it was there, but then it was there... I'm glad you're doing yeah. this. I was the same way. Yes. I, was like, I remember it's been multiple places, but I don't yes. remember. So, so Howard Stark has it. Then it's seen again in the Avengers, where it's stolen by Loki from S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Loki then uses it to create a portal to allow the Chitauri to come in. Um, basically, once Loki's defeated, the Avengers allow the Tesseract to be taken by Thor back to Asgard. So that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's briefly mentioned in Thor: The Dark, The Dark World, and in Age of Ultron, where it's revealed that the Tesseract, in fact, is a containment unit for the Space Stone, one of the six Infinity Stones. Um, at the end of Thor: Ragnarok, Loki steals the Tesseract as the survivors flee Asgard to escape Hela, and at the start of Infinity War, Loki hands the Tesseract over to Thanos um, so that he'll spare Thor's life. And then Thanos crushes the cube, revealing what we know, which is that it's just a housing unit. And he um, places the space stone in his infinity gauntlet. So a little um, sort of now we go back in time a little bit. Flashback. Yeah, a little flashback. Um, In 2019, in the 2019 uh, Captain Marvel movie, which is actually set in 1995, Mm -hmm. um, which is when the Tesseract would have been in the custody of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury, um, Dr. Wendy Lawson tries to use the Tesseract to build a light speed engine, but while on a test run, they crash and an explosion causes Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, to attain cosmic power. Overs. Later aboard Dr. Lawson's laboratory, Goose, the alien cat, ingests the Tesseract before regurgitating it back onto Nick Fury's desk. And then in Endgame, the Space Stone, along with the other Infinity Stones, is reduced to atoms by Thanos after his success of eliminating half the existence of the universe. Um, to keep them from being used to undo his work. And the Avengers go back in time to retrieve the past version of the Tesseract from the New York City uh, Shatari invasion in 2012, although Tony Stark and Scott Lang fail in stealing the 2012 Tesseract, um, resulting instead in 2012 Loki escaping with it. And so Stark and Steve Rogers have to go back then to 1970 and successfully retrieve the Tesseract um, from an army base in the 70s, and then they use the Space Stone from the 70s along with all the other past Infinity Stones to reverse Thanos' actions and erase the past version of Thanos and his army from existence um, before Steve then returns all of the Time Stones to the timeline they were taken from. And I don't, I mean, I can't even begin to go in any more detail than that because no. my head already hurts. No, that's yes. awesome. <laughs> I, I really like, especially, you know, we uh, in the Avengers we see that we allow Thor... Mm-hmm. To take it to Asgard, but we get it uh, that expanded on a little more in Endgame, where there's actually a big conversation, a big uh, like a what do or what do we do with it, and well, 
um, we're going to take it. And uh, no, no, we're going to take it. And uh, it's going to Asgard. And, you know, just. Right. Yeah. So it's just kind of like that layers upon layers there. And then Loki's like, no, I'm going to take it and create my own Disney Plus TV show. Exactly. That's what makes me think about all these movies. And to know, I mean, I know people are hired to do this, but to like keep track of all these things, to for the oh, most yeah. part, make sure it all flows and works well together. Because. I would ruin it and be like, oh, here it is. Throw this thing back in there. Yeah, there are people who are hired by yeah. publishing companies and people who make movies as well mm-hmm. just to be continuity experts. Yeah. Like, that's their entire job. Yes, and there are some film franchises that should really look into hiring people. Yes, like yeah, yeah. That, so. should. But as you were talking about, I was just be trying better. to picture it on the wall. Like, yeah. Somebody's just like, here's this, here's <laughs> yeah. this. And it's like, hey, Joe, where's Tom? There's that great uh, <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, yes, where it's like the string. It's like, right here. Man, it's... <laughs> You could have had the power of the gods, yet you wear a flag on your chest and think you fight a battle of nations. I have seen the future, Captain. There are no flags, so let's slip on the Infinity Gauntlet. And let's look at six, one for each Infinity Stone, of our favorite observations and insights from Captain America the First Avenger. There are three of us tonight, so we each brought two facts. Okay. I hope you brought extra because he steals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ashby, you get to go first. So, okay. First fun fact. Number this, one. This. This is where I promised that I would bring some weird stuff. Yes. Woo! From Tumblr. Because I know that normally you guys do really awesome fun facts um, that are, you know, about like behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I tried to get weird with it. Yes. We're here for it. We're going to continual segment every time you come on. So. Getting weird with Ashby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's also the name of my memoir. (laughs) Great. Great. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. So, fun fact number one. The Howling Commandos. In the MCU, we're led to believe that Steve selected the Howling Commandos for men that Bucky has been serving with in the 107th, which is true. Um, the Howleys have a long comic book history, which we won't get into, but I find it culturally very interesting that Captain America chooses for his merry band of men um, an African-American man, a Japanese-American man, a Texan, a Frenchman, and an Englishman um, to be on the team with he and Bucky when you consider the socio-political ramifications of that at the yes. time. It's not surprising, though, given that the MCU Steve is from Brooklyn, which in the early 20th century was both an industrial hotbed of wartime production and a neighborhood of immigrants, predominantly African-American and Puerto Rican. So Steve would have grown up surrounded by Americans and immigrants with various skin colors and cultures, making his selection of the Howling Commandos very historically believable. That's awesome. I love that. That's awesome. That's why she's here. That's <laughs> We're just trying we're to serve to, her to her. Yeah, like, we're gonna just you have call it what you want, and we'll just be here. What are we talking about next week, Ashby? Because <laughs> I really don't know at this point. <laughs> Numero dos. Kyle? You want to go dos? You go dos. Let's see. I will, I'll, go, I'll go two. I mean, Yeah, go for it, because I was so like caught up in that <laughs> that I don't know where I'm at at this point. Like, I've got All right, so number two. <laughs> Haley Atwell, surprisingly touching Chris Evans' chest as he emerged from the pod upon turning into Captain America was very much improvised. And the surprise on her face is genuine, as she admitted in interviews that she was very taken by Chris's physique, as I'm sure a lot of people were. Same girl. (laughs) And (laughs) nearly broke character and ruined the take that made it into the film as a result. Not as good as her fun fact, but it, you know. Number three. I was jealous. (laughs) It's like, I want to touch that. like, how do I get that? Is it real? For real. Slap me into that machine. Look at the sunlight. Oh, you could Number, thir- um, number three. I thought about this because it was cool. I found this fact, but it says throughout the film, Steve uses a sidearm while fighting Skull's forces. In the comics, he used the sidearm until sidearm meaning gun for everyone at home 
uh, until realizing that his new shield that Franklin D. Roosevelt gave him could be used as a weapon by throwing it, and it subsequently replaces the sidearm. Like I said, he steals. We use the same website. <laughs> You're like, oh, first one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I even go to like three deep to try to find something else. I found all of these and was like, I got to do better. That's yeah. I can, I gotta do better, better than calendar. Okay, please. so I'm... But, but I'm... I go ahead. I was gonna Just don't skip ahead because I want to talk Okay, well, you go ahead then. Well, like watching this, I can't stop thinking like, why in the world does everyone give Ben Affleck's Batman such crap for killing people? And having a gun or anything, when all of a sudden Captain America's rolling up because Batman didn't do it for America, Kyle. Evidently, right. because Steve Rogers is shooting people right and left in this movie. I kept noticing. I can't I wait like, for Hunter Batten to hear me say that Batman is literally the worst uh, superhero of all time. Like we're gonna selfish. Bring we're going to bring Hunter. <laughs> horrific right here. ulterior. How do you motives? feel about Nightwing and Robin? Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not the Batman guy. I'm the Robin and Nightwing guy. I loved when Jensen Ackles was the voice of Jason Todd, and that's about all I know well, about Batman. There we go. All right, there's another deep fact for you. But I kept deep. I couldn't help but watch that though, and just be like, "There's a lot of guns in this. Like I don't remember him carrying a gun this much, yeah. but like it's not not it didn't ruin it for me. It's like okay, I fully understand this. But yeah, like, there's a lot of. I mean, Bucky's a sniper. Yeah, that's his role. Yeah, it's to kill yeah, people in the 107th, and then your job is the to kill people, mm-hmm. which is people. hilarious, by the way. When um, the scene that's supposed to be kind of cute and like kitschy, when Steve salutes him after he saves him, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to give your sniper's location away. Like yeah, that's way to break form. protocol there, Steve. Mm-hmm. Where you're not supposed to look and be like rookie, hey, because now the other team snipers. <laughs> like, oh, he's over there, shoot him. It's to a, be fair, Steve never got trained. They're like, you're going to join the true. army, great, and, yeah. and you're going to be an actor basically. He's like, I can do high kicks. Sell those war bonds, Steve. That's right. And you just killed your best friend about twenty minutes too early. That's right. Anyway, but I've not. It's a it's a miracle. It's a miracle Bucky yeah. made it to the Winter Soldier. It could, yeah. could have been um, Dum Dum Dugan instead. I just mean. imagine that like Steve is doing this, and then Bucky immediately has to start like grab the gun and start running. Oh, like, oh, Steve, not again. See now Every I'm picturing now Every I'm time. picturing Winter Soldier with like Jim Moria uh, Morita or Dum yeah. Dum Dugan as the Winter Soldier because Bucky got killed right, <laughs> early yeah. on because Steve got away. Straight hand. Um, so this is where I would say Ashley number four, but her fun fact was so good. You're going to go last. Okay. You're going to end our fun fact oh, section. My, fun, my last fun so, fact is so hilarious. So I'm going to go number four here, and we'll let Kyle go number five, and you'll go number six. So okay. Number four. Um, for It says for Skinny Steve Rogers, but the fandom, again, refers to him as pre-serum Steve pre-serum Rogers. Pre-serum Steve Rogers. Here's a summary of his patient health issues. He had asthma, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, epilepsy, sinusitis. Is that how you pronounce it? Sinusitis? <laughs> Chronic or frequent cyanitis. Cyanitis. There we go. Chronic or frequent colds, high blood pressure, palpitations or pounding in heart, easy. uh, I can't even pronounce that. He fatigues easily. Heart trouble, nervous trouble of any sort. Has had household contact with a tuberculosis patient. Yes. Parent or sibling with diabetes, Mm -hmm. cancer, stroke. And there's a or question mark, which I'm just assuming is COVID nineteen at yeah. this point. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He He's definitely like, at all. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely had everything. He was like the Mr. Burns of of yeah. this movie. Yeah. So one hundred. You know, try to stick a needle in Mr. Burns' arm, just goes out the other end. I mean, just, That's true. So yeah, uh, pre serum Steve was. It's a miracle he was alive. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From what it sounds like, he, yes. he was lucky to make it to the serum stage. So, Kyle number five. Here's one that's not on any of these websites that you and I are Thank very you. fond of looking at. Ooh. Where you're typing Google um, fun facts about Captain America. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, website I one. found this one out during when this movie first came out, and then I went on the internet and was like, things about this movie that you may not have recognized. Uh, Steve Rogers slash Captain America, whenever he does get his serum, he busts out running, trying to figure out how in the world to use his body now. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Evans is wearing rubber feet because yes. he's running down the street. That explains yeah. why he... 
where he's barefooted, yeah. taking off, running down the street because obviously that would like kill his feet. But all he's doing, he has these rubber feet on his legs, and you can't really notice it. But yeah. if you see pictures of it, like really the Hobbits funny. in Lord of the Rings, yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> so pretty much Captain America's a Hobbit, but Rings. it's just a big one. Wow, nice. Number six, Ashby. Okay, this fun fact is called bananas. You guys ready for this? It's like a Gwen Stefani song. B a n a n a s. In the mid-1900s, a fungus actually wiped the global banana supply off the planet. Before the 1960s, the varietal of bananas shipped to stores around the world would have tasted different. It would have been sweeter and more flavorful. Then the banana varietal that replaced it uh, was discovered to be more resistant to the fungus, was a little less sweet. It would have tasted very different. Mm -hmm. So basically, your grandparents' bananas tasted funny. Um, so I like to imagine that Steve Rogers eats a banana when he first wakes up in the new century and is horrified yes. and then has to figure out what happened to bananas. And then I like to imagine that once Buc Bucky woke up at some point, he just sort of casually handed him a banana and then laughed when Bucky bit into it and looked at it like it personally offended him. <laughs> what I is just this imagine that he rolls over and like wakes up in that bed and it's like looks over and he's like, oh, at least bananas. Like, oh, like, yeah. Choking on it. <laughs> what it's is like, this? Yeah. Think yeah. somebody's poisoned. And then like spends a whole week going up to yeah. the Avengers, like, what happened to bananas? Someone tell yes. me about the bananas. He's running. Around. He puts that on his list, you know. Yes. Marvin Gay. Marvin Gay. Bananas. Wars, bananas. <laughs> I just see him at the end, like Nick Fury's like, Cap, you missed out on things. And like and oblivious to all the big screens and everything. It's yes. runs like a, a newspaper stand. It's like trying all the bananas. He bites one, spits it out, just keeps grabbing all of them. And you've got some random <sighs> dude that's like staring at him like, I'm just trying to sell the papers. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have to say, now I'm not one to over-exaggerate early on, but I think those were the two best fun facts we've ever had ever. on any yeah. movie item. we've ever done. Ashby is literally talking us out of a job here. Um, let's uh, let's move on to social media shout-outs, um, which I will look up because Kyle posts everything, but he his phone records us. So. Uh, Chris Rhodes says he really enjoyed this movie, even though it's not the best Captain America movie because it was about overcoming adversity and sacrificing for the ones you love and the loyalty he had for Peggy. I could only hope for a friendship that Bucky and Cap had, especially through the MCU, his one true love, one true pairing. Relationship. Yes, goals. The only con was I believe they cut Red Skull out way too soon. He's way too good of a villain, and I simply love Hugo leaving. Um, Kyle had a little back and forth. Um, Chris had a great question. Uh, I know this is a different movie, but I wonder if he told Peggy that he kissed Sharon. Ugh. That's awkward. Ugh. That's like Luke and Leia awkward. Yeah. I was watching, what was that movie or TV show she was on? Um, uh, Revenge. Revenge. Yes. I was watching yeah. Revenge at the time. I was like, Count, oh, she's going to be in the movie. The Count of Monte Cristo circa 2008. Mm. Correct. I couldn't, I couldn't keep Yeah, I tried. Was, I really tried. No. Yeah. Hey, uh, Peg, uh, I just want to clear this up. Um, how do I say this? I, I made out with your grandniece that we will probably be seeing in the future. That's right. That's, that's the other problem. Yeah. And I love all the memes where it's like Steve and Peggy sitting down to a nice dinner or something. And then the TV comes on. It's like, John F. Kennedy has just been assassinated. Yep. And Peggy's like, oh, my God. And Steve Too goes, much. that's crazy. Right. <laughs> Didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> Cuban Missile Crisis. What? what? Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, the crazy part, too, is how do you sit aside on that? 
If you're like Captain right. America, how do you sit to the side and not just like, like, hey, Peggy, I, I know that, um, you know, I was supposed to go to dinner with you, but I really need to go to Dallas for something yeah. here in 1963. Or, all of a sudden, there's a shield that right. goes flying by. And or a like, to I don't know, Bucky being with Hydra the whole time, or like Peggy being like, oh my God, Howard and Maria Stark have just been mm-hmm. killed. And Pe- like, Steve's like, oh no, I'm yeah. going to get that rascal Bucky. That's I mean, crazy. don't know what I'm talking about here. <gasps> also, anyway. I bet that guy also, must Peggy, have been under I'm my still control. young, He's and really you're nice. not. So what happened? You've aged 50 years, and I'm still looking. You know. uh, mm. <laughs> she can still kick his That's butt, look. though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look at my chest. Touch my chest. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's why she didn't recognize him. He didn't have a shirt. He had a shirt yeah, on. He a shirt on in that scene. He's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, Steve. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> my memory come back. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are you my husband? <laughs> I never Surprise. forget a chest. Yes. I never forget a chest. Oh. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> You're not Daniel Sousa. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, Joy Woods Wright said, Oh my, yes. Captain America is my favorite, so I love this movie and can watch it over and over. I like the determination Steve has to serve his country. I like how he overcomes his asthma and it all. Ultimately, he decides to be an American hero. I think Chris Evans was a good choice for this character. I think he fits the qualifications best. Not as good as David Hasselhoff, but I digress. Debatable. No, she didn't say that. I was about to say, don't put words in her mouth. I'm not <laughs> putting any. Yeah, you know, that's that's unsanitary. Um, did we have anything on Instagram? <laughs> sure, we did. <laughs> I think did, one. Did we? Yeah, the guy, the '80s or the Survivor guy. Oh, the, yeah, the guy who's really disappointed that we didn't do an episode on Survivor last week. He still commented. Mm. He was excited. Good for him. Good for he him. said. Good episode or good something. Uh, he said, "Loved it." Loved Double it. thumbs up. Okay. And then William Wright said, "My favorite Marvel movie by far." And you said, "Definitely a great choice." Because I agree with William. Good banter there, Kyle. Williams. If you good don't, know, you don't know William. Williams. Uh, how old is he? He's high school now. Thirteen uh, or fourteen. Yeah, he'll be yeah. high school next year, I believe. He wouldn't ever talk to anybody at church. Was he even born when this movie came out? <laughs> barely. Barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> When this movie came out, I had just finished teaching his Ugh. oldest sister. She was in sixth grade when this movie came out, I think. So, yeah. But he wouldn't ever talk to anybody. And all of a sudden, he found out one day he was wearing like a superhero shirt. And I was like, oh, you like that? And next thing you know, that's the only thing we'd ever talk it's about. Just like, Brrr. We're just like, every yeah. time, I was like, what do you think about it? Have you seen it yet? And the crazy thing is because we're adults and we're like, movie's out. We're going to see it. And he's like, right. it's been out for three months. I think I'm finally going to go get to see it. And, and it's like, I can't Can we finally you. talk yeah. about this now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's cool, though, because three months later, he's like, I was crying in the theater. It's like, like, same kid, same. Yeah. I mean. You have a heart. Yep. All right. Final thoughts. Anything we want to add here? This is, you know, we're ending the podcast here. Anything, anything. I thought we weren't supposed to hit the microphones. I'm glad that I was the only one that did that. That makes me feel better. It's not like a new thing. We hit the microphone like 20 times, and I only blame Kyle for it. Okay. He hates it because if I hit the table, it like it, rings. Well, no, it, he's like, yeah. it ruins the audio. It ruins the audio. Just you know, I just did that and it didn't blip. Well, it didn't, you liar! It didn't blip. You liar! Blip. Blip. Blip, 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 All right, friends. <clears throat> that blipped. Yeah. <laughs> that did blip it. Uh, big thank you to Ricky Lyles, who, who is just letting three of us sitting in a random room in his house to record this. Tim Hutchinson, who did some research on this. We're very thankful for Ashby coming in and just yes. kicking our butts on this episode. I mean, she brought in fun facts and uh, just better than anything we can do. Ever. So you're definitely going to be on the podcast again. Um, we'll talk about anytime you'd like. Anytime. You heard it here first, there is, people. There is yep. an open invitation for anything you want. So to here, talk folks, about. if you don't see Ashby, it's because you didn't want to. Don't you threaten me with a good time? Hey, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Um, we hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did and that you're a punk, as pumped for the rest of this journey into the MCU films. You call them a punk. Yes, you hope punk. you enjoy this and you're a punk. Sorry, continue. Next month, we are covering the Avengers, and I honestly have no idea what next week's episode is. I love how you is. jumped to that. It's like, next month, we're doing this. Next month, we're covering Avengers, and I hope Ashby joins us for that, too. Um, don't know what we're talking about next week, because I didn't look at the calendar, and next Thursday, I might not be able to record. So, Oh, yeah? Um, what you doing? Uh, we have our fifth grade virtual graduation that I have to go be at. So. We can do that here. Oh, Set no, Kyle, do you need a I may need a co-host. I may need to come co-host. Ashby, do you have any ideas for random topics you would like to talk about what on Thursday? What are we going to talk about Thursday? <laughs> you let me know. <laughs> I'm free Friday. Ricky doesn't care. We He's should here. we should talk about Psych while Eric's gone. No, yes. <laughs> I no! love Psych. I will watch all the Psych from now until then. We're <laughs> <laughs> just like get super pumped. You I know what I could actually talk about for days is a uh, Harry Potter. I yes. could do Harry, uh, Harry Potter's great or Teen Wolf. Love some Teen we Wolf. Can do some movie Wolf. or TV show? Uh, TV show. Okay, see, I grew up on the movie, but I didn't um, ever watch it. Is it good? Does he, I well, he, is, does he, he play basketball in the TV show? E, no, he plays lacrosse. Does he surf on top of a band? Because it's modern, no. Uh, but, um, you know, as far as like movies, mm -hmm. that would be fun to talk about. We could do Lost Boys. That would be good. Ooh. That would be a good one. I could um, literally talk about anything. Obviously, could talk about anything for, Eric where are we back. at, four hours yeah. at this point? Eric comes <laughs> back. like, can I have my laptop back, please? I got to do some work tomorrow. What do you, there's 10 hours recorded. We've done <laughs> the next couple months. We're yeah, good, don't worry. We're good, it. we're good. <laughs> we decided to take advantage of uh, Ricky just went to sleep. We just kept talking. <laughs> we just kept talking. Until next time, they can do this all day, apparently. Yep. Stay as cool yep. as the other side of the pillow, and we will see you, well, they might see you next week. On the What the What Show. Bye! Bye! Bye.